Thank you for joining the Move the Stairs podcast. I'm Diane Mulligan with my colleagues Mitch Jelniger and Jordan Sherman. You may be wondering, what does Move the Stairs mean? It's our philosophy, how we look at every challenge as an opportunity. When you move the stairs, you take the steps other people might not. Creating customer loyalty, nurturing great relationships with the media, and building a resilient CBD hemp and medical marijuana brand. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we'll talk with the brightest minds, the savviest business leaders, and reporters in the CBD space. You'll learn how brand protection PR can help your CBD, hemp, or medical marijuana business stand head and shoulders above your competitors. And you'll be on your way to making the most of any challenge. That's what we call Move the Stairs. Let's get started. Welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast. We are recording today, Tuesday, May 30th, 2023. And we want to thank you so much for joining us. We are very excited today because we're going to be joined by Dr. Bridget Cole-Williams from Dr. Bridget MD to talk about using cannabis in her medical practice. You know, trust is the key word to building customer loyalty, and we know that trust is key to building a medical practice. So we're going to talk about talk to Dr. Bridget about her tips on creating that trust. Absolutely. And Dr. Bridget is working on her second book, by the way. Well, we'll talk about how she's getting coverage for that work. It's soon to be published, uh, second edition, in fact. And that'll happen in our Insider Media Relations segment. And then finally, we're going to have uh, Dr. Bridget explain a little bit more about writing sparks and other techniques that she uses to connect with her audience and build a resilient cannabis brand. So let's get started. We'll welcome Dr. Bridget into the studio. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit um, more about your background, Dr. Bridget? Absolutely. Um, Well, good morning to everyone and thank you for having me. So yes, my name is Dr. Bridget Cole-Williams. I am a family physician by trade. I still am. I still practice. Um, I did not let go of everything, you know, um, in the process, but I definitely changed my shift. And so I'm a family physician. I spent almost 20 years at the Cleveland Clinic um, before really having one patient very early in my career who was a breast cancer survivor and um, a new diabetic that we started having conversations about cannabis. And I was already in the process of trying to help patients um, get off of medications um, because they wanted to really take control of their health and their wellness. She was one of those people. Um, And she, where I thought cannabis had no space in the medical realm, I learned a lot and saw how it transformed her health. So that's, that's my, that's my origin story. I love that. And, and, and I know you've made a difference in so many patients' lives, and that is, is really key here. Um, and so you need to nurture and protect not only your patients, but your brand. And you have to build that customer loyalty to do that. So with so many changing rules, both at the federal level and the state level, I'm interested in how you navigate the cannabis industry on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So it is, uh, every day is different, right? And, and you never know what news headline might change your entire business, right? So uh, I, not only do I try to keep abreast of what's going on, but I work with a great team of people that we all have different skill sets. And so uh, based on who we are and, and what we're best at, we all say pretty vigilant about how things are changing. And not only 
how to stay ahead of the market or how to stay ahead of the changing cannabis industry, but always staying true to what we want out of um, healthcare, out of wellness. What do we want for our patients? And that stays central to what we do. And then we kind of dance around the industry in the process. That's, That's great. interesting. And yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. Um, you know, as a medical doctor, uh, Dr. Bridget, I would imagine you've had very serious concerns when you started to embark down this road of um, talking about cannabis and advocating for the plant um, it, for the wellness of your patients. So how did you go about deciding that it was important for you and important for um, others to kind of see the, the positivity and um, some of the options that are out there that that aren't necessarily, you know, mainstream and conventional. Absolutely. So when I had that first patient and, and I was really confident, I was confident that cannabis doesn't help anything and this is silly. And mm -hmm. so I really was trying to help her get back on track. Right. And in the process started seeing all this research that was happening at that period of time, mainly in other countries. And so it, it became very evident to me that everything I thought I knew wasn't necessarily true when it comes to wellness, what holistic care was really about. So that experience really put me into a space where I started reanalyzing what patients wanted and needed, what worked and didn't work. And I wanted to be a part of helping them take or reclaim their own wellness in the process. And so, uh, no, it, it, it's not always easy. And I kind of figured that uh, after being in traditional medicine for so long, um, I was willing to put my neck out there and, and really help people look at what health care could mean if we looked at it differently. Take some courage because I'm sure there are other in the medical community who maybe have the same like thinking, but, but well, I won't, I'll, I'll, I'll take a dent in my career. So mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about your book for a moment. Cause I love the title courage in cannabis yeah. with your busy schedule. Why did you decide to write that? And when you were writing it, who did you have in mind? Who was the target audience? Mm -hmm. I, honestly, it's one of those things. I did not have a choice. I was so compelled by the stories of the patients coming in that um, you're right. I could have said, oh, these are great and moved on, but I was just moved by the experiences of patients. By I had grown men with tears I was, as I would hand over a card saying, you know, I can go home and tell my 10 year old son, I'm not a pothead, that I'm a patient, that this helps me. And I had women that were coming in saying, I'm taking this card and I'm going back to church because I've been afraid to go to church because I use cannabis and now I can show them I'm a patient. And so when these stories started occurring and no one was talking about these, you know, people were more concerned about the political aspects of cannabis and mm -hmm. could you grow and what's the cost? And no one was talking about that patient experience. So um, it was, I started actually writing the stories myself, actually had an opportunity to uh, publish them. And right at that moment, I said, you know what? These aren't my stories. Like, it didn't feel right. I didn't connect with me writing a story about somebody else and, and their experiences. So I held back. And, of course, COVID happened. And I got exposed to what an anthology was, where you can help patients or help people write their stories. So my book is a collection of numerous people, some of them more comfortable with writing than others, and they get to share their own stories and actually also profit. And that was more interesting to me. 
It's interesting. In some of the um, the pre-podcast conversations our, our team had with you, uh, Dr. Bridget, you talked about your love for the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. And I remember that from, from my childhood as well. You know, yeah. did you draw on inspiration from that series, sort of the bonds and parallels that you, you drew from those stories? Are you hoping that um, your readers are going to have a similar uh, reaction to your book? Yeah, I, I hope so, because I'm very conscious that the stories have an inspirational tone at the end of the day, right? Because all these people really went through something to get where they are now. And I want it to be motivating and educational um, for the for the reader. And so I, uh, yeah, the, I didn't realize in the very beginning, I didn't set out to say, I'm making cannabis chicken soup for the soul. <laughs> started developing. I realized, wait, there's something about this that can, I connect to. And then it dawned on me those incredible stories that you used to read in Chicken Soup for the Soul and how there could just be a little, just a little short story can just kind of set you in the right mindset for the day. And yes, I wanted something that helped and inspired people in a new way in the cannabis. You know, and, and these are stories about people. Mm-hmm. Cannabis is a character in those stories. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the other thing we chatted about, I know before we, we started the podcast is here at MNC Communications, we're all former journalists. Mm-hmm. So we, we know what the, the media is expecting and it, we use that to help our clients to take, because we find there are a lot of opportunities in speaking with the media. Some are kind of afraid of the media. So we kind of teach them how to, how to go about it, to get their name out there, to position themselves as a leader in the industry. So I'm curious, did you work with the media at all to promote your book? So, well, clearly we have our book one and now we're going towards book two. Um, You know, initially I wasn't quite sure how this all worked. So I had some friends that were in the media space that helped kind of, you know, side sidelined and and helped me through the process as far as how do we get this out there. Um, We, the, the benefit of having multiple authors in a book. So the first book, there was 18 of us, this book, between the sparks as well as the full chapters, there's you know almost close to 40 people, right? And so I realized part, one of the advantages of that is that you have 40 people that are now promoting your book, right? And so that was one way we approached it. And I did bring in a PR person along the way um, after the first book launched and looking at what worked and didn't work with the second book, we're really bringing in a full marketing campaign on this one so that we can, uh, and of course the first book follows in behind that as well so that we have a better outreach. And so that the book gets to where it's supposed to be for the right people. Dr. Bridget, you've, you've mentioned the sparks and I'm wondering if you can explain a little bit about what the sparks are and do the sparks help you in developing media relationships is specifically maybe with one or two media people who, when a story comes out in an industry, you would be the one that they would call first. Absolutely. So the sparks really came about that over the last two years, I've spent that time traveling the country, doing talks, doing conferences and meeting really amazing people in the process. And when we started putting together the chapters for this book, I wanted the the people that inspired me 
and that I knew inspired others to have some input in this. Many times they're incredibly busy people. And so I did not think they would have be able to commit to writing full chapters, but I did think that they could bring in a short testimony or a quote. Part of it is that it helps build the brand, you know, familiar names that people know, draw more people in. And, um, and of course it's, what's different about courage and cannabis. It's not just submit your story. We are a community. I, I could say networking group, but it's way beyond that. Like we work together, we support each other. We utilize each other's resources the longer that we, you know, get to know each other. So I've definitely over time between my own brand, as well as the book developed relationships with people where, you know, if something's going on in cannabis, as well as outside, just, you know, from my family medicine point of view, that they do call on us and we're building a speakers bureau for the authors of the book. So many of the authors wanted to do better interviews and they have amazing stories, but they don't have the experience. So we're bringing in a course that they will take as well as myself. You can never, you know, you can always refresh yourself on how to do good interviewing. And um, so they'll start doing that in June and then at the end of them taking the course, we'll have like a speaker showcase, as well as now we'll collectively take that group of authors and put them in front of different speakers bureaus so that they get new opportunities. It's great. Yeah, that, that's really fascinating. And I feel like, you know, in some instances, maybe cannabis business owners could use a speakers bureau too, because it's, it's really hard to tell your story in this space. So yeah. do you have any specific tips that um, you have kind of refreshed yourself on for preparing people for interviews or maybe looking ahead to the Speakers Bureau or just some general tips that you might be able to offer folks uh, before they get a microphone kind of in their face and saying, hey, tell us more about this. Absolutely. So even with doing this, not only did our authors sign up for this opportunity, but some of our sponsors, you know, this year the book is under my nonprofit. And so we have sponsorship to build the exposure of the book as well and to get into new places. And they were signing up for the Speakers Bureau. So I agree with you that um, it, you know, it, there is a little bit of riding a bike when it comes to interviewing, what have you, with experience. But there's also um, you can fall into bad habits. Easy. And so what I've realized as far as what makes a good interview and what I advise, you know, our authors up until now is to be authentic to, you know, people feel like they have to take on some other character to share their story, but people really want to know you and that the majority of people that are listening, that are seeing you, that are watching you, they want, they want you to do well. And so many times we get overwhelmed with, did I say it perfectly? And how did I say it? And did I share all my information? And, you know, you're all in your head about it. But if you realize that there are people on the other end that just want to connect with you and they want you to do well. And when you slur your speech or get a word, they don't care. Right. They don't really care. So just be yourself. And I think that makes the best interview. That's a great tip. I think that is yeah. so true. Your your best your best self comes through when you're authentic. You're absolutely right. So real quick, I want to look ahead to the next episode of the Move the Stairs podcast when we're going to be chatting with the first black woman to have a cannabis manufacturing license through the city of Denver's social equity program. Her name is Ashley Jenkins, and she's the owner of MT Growers, and that'll be in a couple of weeks. So we look forward to talking to her.
All right. Thanks, Diane. Uh, the last part of our podcast uh, record here, uh, Dr. Bridget, we talk about brand resiliency and ways that, you know, we can strengthen your brand. In your case, it's it's strengthening um, your storytelling in the book that you're working on and the stories of, of people that you've worked with. And in the CBD and cannabis space, it's weathering whatever threat may may be out there, you know, anything that's going to potentially damage their reputation and polishing their reputation so that they're doing a great job uh, telling their story. So when something negative does happen, ultimately, um, they can come out and prepare for the unexpected and, and come out on top from that. So with all of that being said, kind of in the realm and looking through that lens, you know, what are your plans moving forward? And, you know, how is what you're doing right now strengthening the overall reputation of, of cannabis? You, you talked a lot about stigma earlier in the conversation and, and people being really moved that, you know, it, they felt like they couldn't do things because they were politicized. Cannabis was politicized. Um, so how is your work, you know, taking that and moving it forward? Absolutely. So I feel that my drive in a lot of what I do in the cannabis space is about the stigma. I, I think it hit mm -hmm. me a certain way when I met people living in shame and guilt because they were using this plant before it was legal. And then people that could utilize it and benefit from it choose not to out of fear of the stigma. And so I feel that for the next, well, uh, going forward, everything that I do is about mainstreaming and educating so that people that need this have access and confidence and people that have felt the shame and guilt um, are freed from that. And so it's mainstreaming everything that I do. So, you know, I still do, you know, primary care and I'll, I'm entering into um, doing some more ventures in the, in the health space and cannabis will be a part of it. So I'll, I'm not only with my medical practice, but I'm doing, a, you know, a weight loss practice, what have you. Cannabis will be a part of that as a mainstream option, not as some alternative secretive aspect. Right. And even with the book, these stories are meant to be given to churchgoers and aunts and uncles and and uh, legislators so that they can see a different side to the cannabis space that they probably aren't seeing when they're just dealing with lobbyists and laws. Mm -hmm. And so um, it, the more we mainstream stream this, we'll be able to own and, and say ahead in this space. Because ultimately, it will be mainstreamed by pharmaceutical companies. And in the process, it will limit some of the great entrepreneurial opportunities that, you know, you were just talking about um, with the woman in Denver. If everything goes through pharmaceutical companies, we're only left really with a recreational space and will not really give us opportunity to really help people in the way that um, many of us like to do. So, you know, staying... Staying in the mainstream space is where what I'm, my goal is. Very good, and th and that says to me that you're you're always looking forward, which I love because we always talk with our guests about you know forecasting, try to look ahead and see what's on the horizon. So, given that, what would you say are the biggest challenges or issues, or actually, there could also be opportunities that you're planning for in the next three to six months as part of building uh, your brand resiliency. Absolutely. So definitely working with media groups that I feel can connect with diverse populations. Right. So instead of focusing, I think in the very beginning, I was I was inward facing. And this is what I find to be the problem in the cannabis space. We educate people who are either enthusiasts 
or they want to work in the industry. But to really get to true patients, outward facing education is not as easy. And so a lot of the work that I want to do is doing more outward facing promotion, reaching people that never would have thought about it. You know, I'm putting my CBD brand, I, I'm not going to as many cannabis shows. I go to beauty conferences. I go to um, holistic shows. I go to places where cannabis is, sometimes I'm the only one there. Um, but that's how you normalize it and and be able to reach a new audience. And so we're going to have to do that if we wanted to uh, continue the industry that we're building. I think that's a great opportunity and a great way to look at it is you're, you're not... Uh... You're not singing with the choir there. You're out there and you're you're really talking to people who maybe don't even know that much or have s significant misconceptions about cannabis. Um, I just, I want people to know how they can get a hold of you, um, where they can get your book and when is the new book going to be published? Yes. So the easiest way to really connect is drbridgetmd.com. So that has pretty much everything that I'm doing in one place. Um, we also have courageincannabis.com where you can see all the authors and a little snippet of their stories and you can buy the book there, but also on Amazon, um, Walmart, Barnes and Nobles, and in many small bookstores across the U S that's wonderful. Well, I can't tell you how much we've enjoyed interviewing you today and, and we've learned so much. And I think the tactics that you've talked about on how you're building your brand are fantastic. And there's a lot of new information out there that people are going to be able to use and put to practice today. And that's very cool. So thank you so much, Dr. Bridget Cole Williams from drbridgetmd.com for joining us on the Move the Stairs podcast. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you so much. Great conversation. I, uh, boy, she's got so much wisdom in it. And I love the how she reflect. We we're talking about how to uh, uh, better protect your your brand through brand protection PR and how she was said. And this is, is so typical. You, she was kind of inward facing and she thought, well, I'll need to kind of expand that a little bit. And that that's easy to do because people get really busy in the day to day operations of their of their business and they don't look up and look out. So I think that was just a good uh, moment to, for people to pick up on. I think so too. I think when we talk about building customer loyalty, how she's basically creating a speaker's bureau, she's creating yeah. her own tribe. Mm -hmm. And all those people yep. are then talking about uh, their learning. They're being educated. They're talking about cannabis, but of course they're also talking about her. That builds trust when you have people talking about you. So I thought that was um, fantastic as far as building customer loyalty, because that trust is built when people would not only hear from you, but they hear from other people and you're educating them all at the same time. And, you know, kind of in that same vein, Diane, uh, Dr. Bridget talked about, you know, how being interviewed by media, it's kind of like riding a bike. Um, once you do it, you can be really good at it, but it's also really easy to fall into some bad habits. So I, I think that, you know, staying fresh, um, keeping up to date on kind of the best practices for being interviewed um, is not only a benefit for some of the folks who are being featured in her book, but also cannabis business owners in general. It's, it's important um, to just to stay fresh on those things. Give yourself an interview in the mirror, right? <laughs> Make sure it sounds good in your practicing what you're preaching. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. right? You can. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down, she said, you know, people want to know you. And, and, I was, mm -hmm. and I know that sounds so simple, but, you know, a lot of times when people talk to the media, they think, oh, they're out to get me. No, 
They, they want to know about you. Your customers want to know about you and they want you to do well. So just be you, mm -hmm. just be transparent. Absolutely. And in building the resilient brand, outward facing, boy, isn't that true? You, Mitch, you were talking about inward facing and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and Jordan, you were talking about, you know, constantly looking at what you're doing and seeing how you can be better, but also always remembering to be outward facing, connecting with other people, not only in the industry, but I loved how she said she's the only person at many of the conferences that she goes to because mm -hmm. she wants this to become much more mainstream. And that's one of the ways that she does that. And that's brilliant. That was super. So I love that part as well. Yeah. And you know, that has a trickle down effect too. She'll be at one, one year, and then somebody else will pop up there and pretty soon five years down the road. It's, it's not um, an exception to the rule anymore, which is important because you're expanding audiences and reaching new people. So um, exactly. an amazing podcast and an amazing podcast episode and interview. So we'd once again like to thank Dr. Bridget Cole Williams from Dr. Bridget MD for joining us on the Move the Stairs podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it as well and tune in for our next all new episode of the Move the Stairs podcast that'll be published in a couple of weeks. We'll see you then. Thank you again for listening to the Move the Stairs podcast. You may be wondering where the phrase Move the Stairs comes from. It's my life's mantra and MNC's commitment to our clients. It's a nod to a defining moment in my television news career. You know, in news, you have to be first with the story, no excuses. And one night I had to get the first TV news interview with a senatorial candidate after he accepted the nomination on stage. I noticed the stairs leading off the stage were taking the candidate directly to my competitors. But what could I do? So I looked around and I noticed the stairs were on wheels. I walked over and bolted the stairs and moved them so the candidate walked off the stage right to my team first. At MNC Communications, our years in the media taught us there's always a way to move the stairs to make the best possible outcome happen for our clients.